Well, cool. Let's let's get started. I think we're yeah. I think we're all warmed up. I think so. Sounds good. All right, uh, Doug. You have uh, you have your beverage of choice. I do. Fabulous. I have three actually. Yes. That's, well, That's yes. how my, it's done. My beverage of yeah. choice is is always a multiple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast. We are we are simplifying the good life. I'm Aaron Flores, still not used to starting these things off. And I'm Brock Dennis, not used to following. Uh, we're broadcasting from the internet, uh, from the great state of Oregon in the United States of America, nestled in the heart of a country. Yeah. Hey, you're not in Portland. I, I, no, I was no, like, you oh, are. He's way off script here. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, all, the script also says that we're Armando and Joan. That's true. Hey, this is the show where we bring you somewhat irreverent, co- irreverent conversations about the in- intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Aren't you glad that I put so many big words in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not used to reading them. <laughs> it's uh, there's so many consonants. That's the big problem, I think, in my mind. Ah, it looks it looks good on paper, though. Yeah, yeah. I've found there's there's a show that I listen to, and the host always said podcasts wherever podcasts can be found, <laughs> and really make sure to get that S and T. Podcasts is a crazy word to yeah. enunciate. It's just really hard to say. So I, I'm always in awe whenever I hear it. But it's not just you and I. We're also here with uh, our friend Doug Cohen Miller. Hello, Doug. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. Uh, I, you and I, I think, are experiencing the noise of uh, of the theme song, and I'm wondering, Aaron, maybe you should cut the theme because we've never quite figured out how to how to I, balance the volume. Of I don't the- hear it at all. <laughs> That's why it's always a guess. <laughs> I had one okay. guest like be like, ah, "That's really loud. Is it is it loud for you?" No, nope. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll fix it in post. Yes. But Doug, uh, Doug has been a listener for years and years and years. Uh, Doug, do you remember when you discovered the show? Oh, he, uh, um, I'm gonna guess about 2011. Okay, so the Brandon era. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, or I think I started after? with Aaron. I think okay. I started with you two. Yeah. Gotcha. So Maybe right in there. 2012, but it was it was not. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. I greatly appreciate that. And and a donor for all that time as well, which we wow. are yes. in your debt. You own this thing. Yeah, man, well, you know, <laughs> I had to call in some favors. And <laughs> <laughs> so we're glad to have had you with us as long as you've been. Uh, you got to remind me, I was trying to figure out, and I, I didn't go deeply enough into, I, I think I certainly mailed you like stickers and whatnot, uh, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. And so I, I knew at that point what your address was. Uh, where, where did you live when you lived in the USA? Um, well, I, I was in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, okay. It was Texas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was getting yeah. you mixed up with Richard Brzezinski, who is also in Texas, but in a different okay. part. Richardson, Texas. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know Richard, but it's a big state. So. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The biggest of states. Everything's bigger there. <laughs> Including the bike lanes, right? Uh, yeah. When, when they have them there, they exist. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Texas in Frisco for work, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I remember seeing, um, 
There, there was not a bike lane and there were not sharrows. What it said was mm. bike route on the sign. And it was just the right lane of a three lane throughway. Uh, you yeah. know, like three lanes in one direction, you know, uh, uh, yeah, like 45 miles an hour or something. And then just like yeah. the bike route is, is, you know, there. Yeah. That's, that sign's not for you. My no. very favorite sign is the end bike route. Cause you're like, well, shit, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yes. I'm on my bike. <laughs> I call those protest signs. Yeah. Um, so, so you were in Texas and, yeah. uh, at some point you moved. Yeah. In 2015, my wife got a job. She's a, she's a professor. She got a job in Kazakhstan. So we moved to the capital. At the time it was called Astana. And, uh, just last year they changed the name to, Nursultan, after the first president of the country. Nursultan. So I live in Nursultan, Kazakhstan. Very right good. On. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are two things that I think everyone is immediately going to go to, just yeah. pop culture wise. Um, <laughs> yeah. One is you didn't say my wife, and the other was, uh, <laughs> have you seen Borat? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. That's okay. We actually talked about this before, so I, 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 yeah. I, this isn't gotcha journalism or anything. But I wanted to uh, just uh, just <laughs> we, we can probably gotcha mention. Journalism. <laughs> I, I get the first one was really like as people were really upset about it here, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I, I get that, and I think people kind of got also that that it was really about American culture, but it was kind of a a nasty way to like crap on 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 Kazakhstan to do that sure right. the second one i think they've really embraced as a uh and they've even made commercials i think to, right like, so the yeah the thing that, that i heard yeah. Was that the uh, the Bureau of Tourism for Kazakhstan has adopted the slogan, and I, I, I am not joking, mm. uh, they have adopted the slogan as their s- national tourism slogan. Very nice. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's that's just incredible. I, I actually, yeah. um, I, I, I think that's, that's what, what, what did you call it? Like steering into the skid? It's, uh, it's when uh, yeah. <laughs> something is happening and you can fight it uh, or yeah. you can go with it. And maybe if you go with it, you gain some traction. And so uh, I'm really yeah. proud of them for doing that. Yeah, um, I think it's a healthy move. <laughs> For sure, and so I, yeah. I just watched the second one with my with my wife uh, the other <laughs> week, and uh, we were. Um, I, I'm sorry, I, just because you haven't seen it, that's that's. The I can characters. only guess that's a Bur- Borat. <laughs> the character says often, uh, "My wife," uh, and it's become. I think it's great that you haven't seen it, and then. <laughs> Rock's going to keep referencing <laughs> to explain this it. throughout throughout the entire episode, and it's going to go totally over your head every time. I, yeah. I find this perfect. This is this is the height of comedy for me. Well, and so just speaking comedy, Aaron, just <laughs> l- let me know, because I believe uh, the phrase, my wife, has become yeah. a, a trope in comedy, oh, right? Yeah, totally. It's like it's it's almost like yelling Freebird at a concert. Um, mm. Like if, if a comedian yeah. says <laughs> on stage, my wife, uh, somebody out in the, in the crowd will yell, my wife. Uh, and so I think I think that's um, I think that's kind of what's happening. But I, I'm not close enough to the comedy world to know exactly how that works. There's probably like a know your meme page for it or something. Well, I doubt anybody in the crowd is yelling anything at any comedy shows right now. Well, that is also true. <laughs> it's not funny, but I'm laughing. <laughs> You got you got to man, <laughs> yeah. So so, anyways, uh, all that to say that um, it, it, I was uh, redoing some reading and stuff too, because like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, who you know did the Borat films, 
he's given some press because a lot of it's kind of controversial and uh, he's he's trying to make waves to make points and that sort of thing to get people to think uh, and so one of the questions was like you know why did you choose Kazakhstan and what he said was that basically they were just looking for a country that no one in the western hemisphere would like would know about uh, so right. they could just kind of paint with a broad brush and, and kind of just make it make it ridiculous uh, but what you're saying, Doug, is that that didn't necessarily work out so well uh, at first for for your now your home country. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I think it really was insulting to a lot of people. I mean, yeah. it's this big dominant culture coming in and oh, like yeah. slapping around this up. I mean, it's just not a. It's 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 kind of I don't know. It's it's comedy. It's whatever. I just I saw the effect on so many people were really like right. insulted by it and like. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could say, well, you just don't get it. But on the other hand, like, you know, maybe not getting that that would be insulting would be. Maybe Sasha Baron Cohen doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that possibility. sorry to, you know, sorry, Mr. Cohen, Baron Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it, but it's also like the thing where, it, like, we understand what he's doing because we understand, like, I, 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 his movies, right? Like satire is yeah. a thing and satire is really hard to translate to someone who doesn't understand like what's, yeah. what's being, what's the object, right? Yeah. Of the satire satire in some ways, so, so. Well, and it's so, uh, embedded within the culture that it's satire, satirizing, yeah. you know? So for example, like taking, taking Borat out of the picture, you, something like, uh, all in the family, uh, where, mm-hmm. You know, Archie Bunker was, I guess, sort of this anti-hero where, like, you're satirizing the sort of back, backwards, uh, kind of not wanting to accept progress kind of person. <clears throat> and he was always the butt of every joke. But mm-hmm. then in the meantime, like, so that's sort of a satire of, of like, this, this uh, I don't know, this uh, this generation that's still hanging on to things. But in the meantime, you also have a lot of people that watch that and they're like almost liking it for the wrong reasons. You know, mm. they're like, yeah, you tell him, Archie, that kind of thing. Right. You know, he'd say these ignorant things and, and at no point, at least when I was watching it, and, and I'm sure the makers intended it this way, at no point are you thinking like, oh, the, yeah, Archie totally has a point. Like, no, he's he's the he's the punchline. Um, and I, I I think that was that's maybe part of the problem with with uh, satire in general and also with, with the whole Borat thing is there's there's going to be plenty of people here in America because we're the dominant culture, because we're so used to being the default, because we're so used to kind of like, uh, I don't know, de-pantsing the nerd that <laughs> we don't we don't necessarily realize like we're the ones who are actually getting pantsed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The emperor has no clothes. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Thanks for uh, wandering through that with us, Doug. I appreciate sure. that. You're a very patient person <laughs> uh, for someone who didn't really want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but what I do want to ask is what what is it like for you now? You've been there for five years now. Um, so you you were a bicycle fan before. First of all, let's talk. Uh, I guess we talked just a little bit about bicycling in Texas. But what was your bicycling experience in Texas like? Well, so so I, I grew up on bicycles. Like I. I like by the time I was four, I was on a two wheel bike and you know, that was, that was life. Um, and then kind of, you know, teenage years came and I stopped riding bikes much. Um, 
and then I went to college and I got a bike and I rode around. Uh, but then, but it wasn't super serious. But when I was a kid, I was like super, super serious. Um, but I always felt an affinity to the bicycle. Like, you know, it was like part of the family. Uh, Were you into the, geared or like BMX? As a kid, like, I was like into BMX, not racing, but like more rad. freestyle. There's yeah, yeah. better quotes for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a little dirt jumping. Make your own jumps. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Um, I grew up in Indiana. All right. And uh, yeah. Uh, then I went to school out in Massachusetts and I had a, I had a BMX bike in college, which was crazy. And I lived in this town that was like super hilly, like, like super hilly. Not, I don't know. Portland's pretty hilly, right? Yeah. Or no? It's got some hills. Yeah. It depends on which part. So you're talking about Massachusetts and we had like some crazy hills. I lived at the top of this hill and like I could not ride my bike up this hill because I had a BMX bike. And I was 20 years old. Like, <laughs> um, not my could best bicycle choice. Could you ride down the hill, though? Because I would think oh, even yeah, that would man, be difficult. You could totally go down that hill. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, d- were, you, uh, were you the shirted BMX person or the shirtless yeah, BMX person? shirted. Shirted. Okay, good. I mean, I, I had to keep those. I had you have standard. to have standards. <laughs> I had a standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also like, you know, I took, I took like these, like, like, I was in this program called social thought and political economy. And so I was like, you know, I was a deep thinker, but I had my BMX bike. <laughs> um, Which some would see as, as contradictory. Maybe. maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to judge. Uh, but yeah, so, so then I, uh, I had a mountain bike at some point then after that, then when my son, my oldest kid was born, um, I, I, I started developing um, a, a thyroid condition, mm. and I didn't know that. Um, and I have a twin brother who's also like super into bikes. Um, he got tested. He got like some blood work done. He found out he had a thyroid condition. So I went to the doctor and found out I had a thyroid condition. And I realized that the reason why I was so lazy and so um, like gaining weight and not like super well was that I had this thyroid condition. So I got on medication and instantly felt so much better and I got a bike and, um, and that was like 2011. And so since then bikes have been like back at sort of the core of my existence. And then you found a podcast. And then I found a podcast. You probably found a couple of podcasts. Did you find any other bicycling related uh, stuff to (sighs) listen to? Um, there was, so like, I really, really gravitated towards you guys because there was something about like. So first off, I've always wanted the Sprocket podcast to have like, so I love that it's center. I love that you guys know Portland and everything, but I thought, what if there was like, like you're like the fresh air of like, bicycle commentary, right? Like you guys are wow, Terry that's high praise. Like, you guys are like, so like if there was like this international component, right? Like, or or fully national. Like I, I've just thought that you guys could be so, I don't know. You don't, sure. you guys do what you do and you do it great. Um, but I hadn't, I didn't find anything that was like super broad. Right. Um, so, but what I did find was you guys. And I really loved the, I loved the types of people you had on. I liked the, the stuff that people did with their bikes. I liked the, uh, yeah, the whole thing. But I also read a lot of blogs and, you know, that kind of stuff, too. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Question at this point. No, just weird. <laughs> podcast. It, it, it's hard. I think, especially at that time, it was really hard because podcasts weren't even a household word yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're uh, they're like mandatory. You have to have one. Uh, otherwise, right. you have nothing to talk about at cocktail parties. <laughs> but uh, the thing about <laughs> the thing about uh, talking bikes is that yeah, I think one of the things that we did was was I saw wonderful things happening on the streets in Portland. As, as well as terrible things happening on the streets of Portland. But also right. there were, you know, there, there were things that I was like, oh, this could happen in a lot of places. Like it, you know, it doesn't just have to be here. And so hopefully that was, uh, that was an example of like, it, look at the possibilities. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you were bicycling, uh, commuting, were you doing anything else? Were you doing uh, long rides or, or competitive rides or anything like that? Um, never competitive rides. They're never kind of, that's good for you. Really, yeah. That's never, um, yeah. Coffee nurring. Yeah. You guys know that? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, that's as competitive as I get. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We should yeah, talk about that because I don't think we've ever had anybody on that. No. That has been in that. Uh, Beth Hammond yeah, or just the- has been on, the, has been on, but I don't think we've ever talked about coffineering with her. Yeah. Yeah. No, should, no, you should. should She's awesome. She's super cool. <clears throat> yeah. But She's chasing cool, mailboxes, so- <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so what is coffineering? What's that? What is coffineering, just for our listeners? Yeah, coffineering is this, like, so this woman out in Washington, D.C. She goes by the, the Instagram handle coffeener. Um, uh, she's a randoner, and I, that's kind of something that's a little bit beyond me. I get the basic idea that it's this, like, uh, like long-distance bicycle rides with, like, a various lengths uh set generally in kilometers, uh, 60, 100, 250, 600, and like 1,200 kilometer rides. Who the hell does a 1,200 kilometer <laughs> ride? Wear wool um, and hurt yourself. Wow. Um, so she does these things with her uh, with her partner, and they I think they ride a tandem, and she may also do um, individuals. I, I'll, I, you guys talked to her about that. But she came up with this idea to have this um, like sort of off-season – tongue-in-cheek kind of silly event series where basically she loves coffee and uh, she came up with this idea to ride at least two miles to get a cup of coffee, take a picture of it, submit it to her, and uh, do that seven times over seven weeks. And there's a, there's, so I guess the, to back up, Coffiner, I mean, uh, randonering, I think, has a lot of rules or something. Like, you know, you have to. There's certain know, checkpoints and, like. Yeah. Some of them have to be, like, a, a corner store someplace, depending on your right. route. Yeah. Yeah, I it's get like, the sense yeah. like it could be a little arbitrary. Yeah. I don't know, but I kind of get the sense that maybe <laughs> they, they, they might be a little arbitrary here and there. I like the kitschiness I, of, of all of those things. I just never participated in them, but I love to like yeah. read about them. Yeah. So coffee nearing is seven rides over seven weeks. You can do up to two a week. Um, since I've moved here, I've, I've, I don't think I've finished once. Uh, which sounds crazy. You're like, what the hell? You can't do seven, seven, two mile rides to get a cup of coffee. If we get snow, like right in the middle of it. And it's not like, it's not like, Oh, it snowed. And it's it's like, Holy hell, it's minus 20. (laughs) And there's like, you know, I should have said, uh, there's a, I meant to send you guys send this picture before my bike in this area where uh, where they plowed the snow out, and there's like a six foot wall of snow on either side of me. Oh, nice! Oh. 
Yeah. So do you do uh, uh, studded tires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to put them on. Ah, uh, yeah. One of my there bikes. Now. I see you have uh, the same philosophy as Aaron. Just keep your bikes really close to the podcasting oh, yeah. station. Yeah, no, this is my Christmas decoration. Love it. I've got the, you guys don't keep your bikes out for... <laughs> they're the, they're the just always right there. Oh, by the tree? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't get my, my kids' bikes out uh, soon. And, you know. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, coffee nearing is cool. I, I, I started, I, I think I did the first one in 2014. That's my first time I did it. And uh, if you finish, you can buy a patch. And the patch was cool, but I thought, I'm a graphic designer. I really want to design the patches. <laughs> so I wrote to her, and, uh, and I said, hey, I'm a graphic designer. I really want to do the patches for this. So since 2015, I've done all the patches, which is cool. That's amazing. That's, uh, yeah. I didn't know that. You've designed the patches, so you're, you're the patch guy for Coffin Newark. Yeah, uh, a, a fella named Walter at Falls Creek uh, Outfitters. Yeah, that's who makes the Sprocket Podcast patches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter, he does all the bike-related stuff, I guess. Totally. Uh, I've never met him, but he and I have emailed back and forth about the, the patches. Yeah, like and I, for sure. I think one of the great things is that there was never any sort of minimum. They do like, I guess they do right. whatever, right? Um, and which that, that's really unusual in just the, the printing and design and, and you know, custom embroidery world and all that. Like it's, there's always a setup fee. There's always something. And I mean, you, you could have a one-off patch. You could have the only patch of its kind if you wanted it. Right. He does. A, a couple, one year we did, um, we did bandanas. Two years. Nice. This, I mean, come on, Aaron. That's right? beautiful. Pretty, that's pretty tight. Yeah. Does it come in black? Got the bandana. With the, <laughs> I, I've actually, I got a tube you need right to be, now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm indoors. I still have it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the breeze right there. Just kind of. Yeah. So yeah. Last year we did a uh, an enamel pin. Nice. Uh, Walter also. I'm like, how in the world? How, how do you do that? Like, Just I'm a, a graphic designer. You'd think I would know this kind of things, but I, I. I it seems sort of magical to be able to do the enamel pins to pull back the curtain. It's, it's, I mean, graphic design is one thing, but like the graphic designer doesn't take that concept all the way to the road, right? Like it's uh, someone else, someone else has to make it. So, yeah. Sometimes like when I was in the States, like if I had a client, I would go do a, like a press check if we were doing a large run um, booklet or something like that. And I'd go to the printer and, Oh yeah, that looks good. Yeah, and look at the stuff as it came off. But <laughs> did you yeah, ever yell, I, "Stop the presses"? No. Okay. No. <clears throat> no, I've not. But I've 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 I've, I've submitted really bad typos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're, we're one ought to have gone and stopped the presses. Because <laughs> I was wondering, like in the. It's such a trope, like in the printing world, there's got to be like, somebody who's just like, like, that's the word. It's like the free bird of the printing press. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, don't, don't yell that. Don't yell that. No, that's fire in a crowded theater right there. Or theater in a crowded fire. Oh. Um, so uh, thank you, Abby Hoffman. <laughs> uh, so you got to Kazakhstan uh, and you've yeah. been there for five years. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about what it's like to ride there. So first of all, do you coffee newer there? You I must. do coffee newer. Um, I, I always try to finish this year. I came so close, but my, my oldest kid broke an arm and we had to do a medical evacuation to a different country. So I think no we were kidding. messaging at that time. I'm yes. everything worked out. Okay. Yep. Yep. Congratulations. All good. Um, a couple pins that got inserted and removed and Oof. a couple surgeries. And it was, 
utterly frightening in a pandemic to have to do all of that. But, uh, yeah, kiddos, kiddos through it and super happy and yeah. Um, but yeah, so copying, we can talk about the kids or whatever too, but, um, they love biking. Uh, yeah. But coffee nurring here starts in October, and that's just as it's starting to get <clears throat> the end of September. I think October once we've had snow. October one we've had snow, um, and since I've been here, I think we've even had snow in September. Um, we're pretty far north, but we're also like in this utterly landlocked area where uh, I mean, just cold. Um, yeah, this is the steppes. This is you know Genghis Khan's. Uh, steps of uh, Central Asia. Um, we get brutal winds and uh, lots of snow. Um, and it seems this is interesting about biking too. They, so once winter comes on the roads at the beginning, they do some plowing, but on side roads and stuff, it just accumulates and the car tires just smash it down oh, yeah. to ice. Yeah. And so everybody here who has a car has two sets of tires. Ah. They have their summer tires and their winter tires. Um, and that's why I got, I mean, that's not why I got, but I, I have studded tires. It's a contributing like factor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's ice. It's and there's going to be big berms ice. of ice, big berms of snow. Well, the roads are ice. Yeah. I mean, the sidewalks are all ice. Everything is ice. Yeah. Because um, it's like, it, it gets down to minus 40. Which oh. is a magical temperature. Minus 40 is where... Is that where Celsius and where, Fahrenheit meet? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's a magical temperature. <laughs> it's where it doesn't matter what measurement system you use. Exactly, yeah. Because I can't do Celsius. Like, it just doesn't... I can do kilometers. But Celsius is like, what do you mean 100 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> because Celsius has its own logic, kind of like the metric system, but it's not the metric system. Uh, right. And it, yeah, it's, it's a different logic than Fahrenheit. Yeah, totally. And the problem for me with the difference between Celsius and Fahrenheit, it's not like, it's not like kilometers and miles where you can like, th- there's a scale that's like they run parallel to one another. So 1.6 kilometers is a mile. So 3.1-ish is what you know it's like 5k for my brief dalliances Uh, in canada yeah yeah so so that makes sense but it's what's the conversion for celsius is like plus 32 divided by two-thirds or some silly like my oldest kid is a math whiz and i would ask that kid you know hey how do you do this i'm like huh so it's similar to the yeah. calculation uh, for like wh- wh- how young the aging billionaire can marry down to like uh, their their partner who's way younger than them or something. Right, right, right. Ooh, yeah, it is it is pretty bad. Cipher. So multiply by one point eight and then add thirty two. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's three. Yeah. So the that's, that's Celsius direction. to Fahrenheit. Sorry. So the yes, other so way the other around. one is is then multiply by point six six. I guess. Are you? Are you? I'm. I'm looking this up as we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> as we yeah. speak. Some things can't wait. Like yep. Three Some half things we have to know. Need to flip those thingy the the numbers for the listeners. I'm using my hands <laughs> to demonstrate. He's moving his hands oh, in a circle. Oh, half no. circle to half oh, circle. No. I've seen fractions. Yeah. See. Mm. Yeah. This is why I went into graphic design, not architecture. <laughs> are there? Are there any? Uh, what? non-roman or what no, non-arabic numerals are there like symbols and pi and stuff in there 
Uh, no, not quite. Oh, okay, uh, okay, that's good. So it says uh, subtract thirty-two and multiply by point five 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 six or hmm. five ninths. Yeah, I've also found this really neat trick, and this is the easiest way that I've found to do it. You go to the web browser and you type in <laughs> yeah. twelve degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> And this has been Weights and Measures Quarter in the Sprocket Podcast. (laughs) Come back next week for decaliters. But, I mean, you have to know, right, like, like, what does that cold feel like? Because I, I have never been. I, the, the coldest I've ever been. I, I can only speak in Fahrenheit, but it was uh, eight degrees in Boston, Massachusetts. And that was the coldest I had ever been. And I, all I could say to myself was, fuck, fuck, so cold, fuck. Yeah. Where do I, like, put my hands in my pockets? Yeah. Uh, it was it was ridiculous. So can you, can you summarize any of the feelings that you feel at that temperature? Well, you know, the, the, the type, I have three different winter coats. I, I came from Texas before this, right? Like, I'm not a Texas kid. Originally, I grew you up did in not Indiana have we, three different winter cold. coats in Texas, I imagine. In Indiana, I only had one ki- one coat growing yeah. up because it got, like, like Boston. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I have three winter coats of three different weights. My heaviest one is, is an L.L. Bean parka that's rated to, like, minus 50 or something oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and if it gets colder than that, which I guess it can, then I would just layer, I guess. Um but so what's it feel like the first thing is like the beard freezes like uh-huh. at about minus 20 in this way that like is um so weird like right. i like I'd, I'd have like you know the the mist or you know the the exhalation condensation freeze on the beard before but it's it's this it's this density of frozenness <laughs> that like like I can't even begin. To, it's like it's like it's it's like you feel like it's in a movie where like there's a the the what is it the person who goes into the cryonic state is that yeah. sure yeah yeah like and, being and like everything and they're just the gonna future. break right yeah I feel like my beard is gonna just like oh, break yeah, off yeah. my face um, and that's just the weirdest like although I have I have like daydreamed about like using that to shave right but, sure yeah just, hey let's get rid of that there. Um, just, the just 40 below shave. <laughs> um, 40 below club for men. Kind of the difference between negative 20 and negative 40 is, is not, I mean, somebody's going to say, somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong, but it's not that much. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's brutally cold. Like so, if you can handle brutal cold, then you can handle brutally, brutally cold. Yeah. So as long as you're wearing decent clothing, you know, I think who is it? The fins or somebody, somebody in Scandinavia that there's no, do you guys talked about this? La- no. Did you guys talk there's about no that? bad weather. There's only bad clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Was this in a recent podcast? You guys talked about that? It's, it's been mentioned a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mostly yeah, in so, reference to rain a, though. I never yes, really thought about it in it reference with, to with, with yeah. winter. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so dumb question, but are you riding mm-hmm. at 40 degrees below? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Um, it, through the year, not this year, but most of the time I do, um, I like my, I have two bikes. I've got one, uh, 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 uh Soma It's like the, you know, touring bike. They do and I load it up with paneers and stuff. Oh, she does. She's great. Um, I load that up with all my paneers and go across town and do like bulk grocery shopping once a week. This week I've not done that. I and mean, this year I've not done that because 
I don't know, there's a little pandemic going on. I've just decided that it's not worth it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I often will try to do like three miles a day when it gets cold. Like that's my goal. There you um, go. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and so I'm wondering, just like we, we hinted at this a little bit before we started the show proper, but uh, uh, traffic is different there. I traffic think is very maybe to different. summarize what you were describing. What is your experience compared to Texas? Um, so there are not very many bicycles on the road to start. Okay. So it's not a, it's in, in the States, I think people are, I mean, even if you go places where people don't ride much, people are generally used to having something around them that's that's not a car um but here i don't think like in more recent years i've noticed more bicycles but <clears throat> there are like months where i cannot see anybody else on a bike right but me um are you like the now, local is, legend yeah i don't know they're like there's that crazy foreign guy <laughs> oh, <laughs> so your rides are out <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done a lot of yeah, no, no, no. I've I've tried to get like some people here. I live on the university campus and I've been trying to get like a few people get a bike, get a bike, get a Yeah, it's <laughs> hasn't I, I, quite I gone gotten on yet. Yeah. Uh but they do have there is a uh like a Tour de France type racing team. I'm sure that made me sound like a total bozo when I just said that. Yeah, it's fine. Real a real word for that, but an organized <laughs> racing team, Team Ostina. And so there is, um, they do have like some bicycle infrastructure that's been built kind of in support of that, I think, like uh, about five miles outside of town. Um, so there's a 30 kilometer, I get here to change between uh, <laughs> scales. There's like a 30 kilometer bike uh, path that's designed okay. for these these folks and it's great though i love going out there um and just you know there's they planted trees it's a beautiful there's there's not a lot of trees naturally like okay. when i look out my window you're on the steps over the step yeah yeah and so it's just this like low uh low brush not even brush isn't the right word like like grassy stuff scrub scrub that's it but you know they've been trying to build up i think in the last 20 years okay a lot of trees around the outside of the city because the wind is brutal like wind um, breaks right we get text messages from the the government saying it's going to be 23 meters per second wind which oh, is wow. like <laughs> just so you know hour, i think just like, be aware yeah that's yeah there's always somebody who breaks a, a bone slipping on the ice that's in the wind. crazy because yeah. the, uh, the I don't know if you heard much about the wildfire season here in Oregon, mm-hmm. but uh, that was the the winds that started that were like a forty to fifty mile an hour sort of thing, uh, and that's very unusual. They said it was like yeah. a fifty to a hundred year weather event for us, wow. but but for wow. you, often you get text messages from the government all the time. Yeah, 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 and that's my that's my Achilles heel heel is the is the wind. Honestly, right. okay, it's, it's hard to fight hills. like with a side with a side breeze or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, well, and there's like, like there's these jokes like, um, or my joke is that like sometimes I'm I go across town to get to go grocery st- shopping or something, and I have a headwind both directions. It's oh like, yep. yeah, <laughs> you know, slogging at six miles an hour. That is uphill really both insane. ways. Oh man, yeah. Now, I don't know, Aaron, if you remember. I feel like you and I have done a couple of rides where like you go somewhere, it's like an out and back, or like you're going you know west first and then east after, and it seems like you've always got a headwind. Oh yeah, uh, and sometimes it's just the feeling of it, and sometimes it really is the case, like the wind changes and you can't. I, I think it's just it. the uh, <laughs> the ninety nine 
the Highway 99 corridor. The psychological wind. <laughs> is, if you're going south, in, which you're usually hitting that in the beginning of the day, you're going to hit a headwind. And then we're coming back north, you're going to hit that. Towards the end of the day, you're going to get yeah. a headwind. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's happened to me a lot actually going to work, where I'll go to work in a headwind, and I'm thinking like, okay, I'll get a tailwind on the on the way back. And then, you know, as the day progresses, the wind has changed directions. <laughs> so never, now I'm never like count a side wind or, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that sounds like it's difficult for you, Doug. Uh, but but also, like you, you kind of you've come to expect it, I suppose. You've probably built yeah. that into your expectations. Yeah, I, I I use a weather app called Wonderground. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, weather, weather underground. Yeah. Um, which is uh, crowdsourced, and, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is. Yeah, like and independent it's owned by IBM over. now. Oh um, really? But. Uh, they changed their layout, but their layout used to be super quick to find, but now they've got this layout that you, <laughs> well, it's you can find really easy. The, the hour oh, okay. yeah. right there. This oh. is actually Dubai's weather, but uh, okay. Because that's the last time I opened it. Sure. Uh, but that's like my every day I check. Okay. What's the, what's the wind? Like, like most people check what's the temperature going to be. Totally. Um, that's, that's my secondary consideration is temperature. Like when oh. should I go out? And when should I not? <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, you're yeah, going to be totally warm like, Okay, I've got, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got a window between four and five where it's going to be <laughs> 18 miles an hour wind. I can Perfect. 20 is my personal, like, I'm just not going to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you're the only guy on the streets on a bike. Uh, you're on the streets or are you on the sidewalk or what's your, uh, what's your preferred um, position relative to other traffic? Well, I may have overstated my onlyness, but there are some other people. Um, You're the only guy. Yeah, we're putting but, it in print. Regular, regularly, there are not a lot of people, but yeah. So they they have some they have some bike routes. Uh, I mean, bike lanes. Um, but again, like because people aren't super used to bikes, like oftentimes they can be used as a parking spot, which is sure. Fun. And the best we wouldn't know anything about that. Right. No, say, they're, no, no. They're, used to, they're used to using them as parking spots over here too. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it feels a little bit more aggressive here. <laughs> I see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they have these huge, um, on some of the main, like North, South, East, West roads, they have these like, like 12 foot wide, multi, multi, uh, multi purpose. Oh yeah. Multi purpose paths. Yeah. Uh, beside the beside the road, so like it depending on where I'm going, I can stay completely out of the road. Though the way that they do infrastructure here is totally different. Um, so like in the states, when they they put in a curb, they like they pour the curb into a form in place, right? So you get one large concrete. Sure, it's fairly uniform form. all the way down yeah. the block. Yeah, here probably to speed things up what they do is um they crank out these like i don't know nine 20 inch tall by what six feet wide six feet long concrete pieces and they place them like bricks okay Okay. along the side of the road yeah now that's cool. I'm sure it saves them a ton of time, but here's <laughs> what happens when you get to the point where, you know, you've got a crosswalk or something that, that, that does not account for, um, like a, like a curb cut. Oh. So, 
So sometimes then like the grading on the road and the grading on the sidewalk are different. And so like, it'll go from like where the average is maybe six to eight inches high on the side, on the curb, it'll go to like 20 and you're like, Yikes. so you've got this huge drop off. <laughs> so I feel for people who have mobility issues, like yeah. that's gotta be a real problem here. Sure. Um, um, I'm, I'm okay. I'll just jump off of it on my bike. You know, uh, that's where the, the BMX, <laughs> you got skills. Yeah. So I can, I can, I can bunny hop my, my, my loaded saga, not loaded. Perfect. I can bunny hop my saga. So that's, <laughs> so that's good. Um, is that where the wind helps? The wind can, or it can you really can hurt, your depending fall. on which yeah. direction you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'm going to, oh, no. <laughs> you go to hop off, and you end up still in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I was, I was actually, I had picturing trying to go up, you know. Where uh, you're like, yeah. like oh, I can't, no, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> That's intense. So infrastructure is different, and also the sidewalks are almost exclusively made of, of brick. Okay. Um, and it's interesting, like, I, when I first moved out here, like, I was watching these, these folks, like, they were going to, they, they had to tear up the sidewalk to, I don't know, do pipes or something. And I was watching, like, there was, like, 20 workers, and they were pulling up the, uh, the bricks and stacking them and digging a hole. They had a, much of it was done by hand, you know, like, a lot of the digging was done by hand, a lot of the, um, uh, like when, when they mow the lawn here on campus, it's a big campus, but there's like 25 people with push mowers yeah. instead of like one big tractor thing. <laughs> um, and I was telling my, my brother about this. I'm like, it's so wild. I can't imagine how you can't imagine how many like workers are doing this. He said, well, it's probably it's cheaper to have labor than it is to buy the big, you know, oh. tractor. So, I mean, right. oh, that makes perfect sense. There's I mean, some math so, there. Yeah. So I, I don't have any like, Nobody here told me that. My brother, you know, that's that's just theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so anyway, the point is that they have these these brick sidewalks, and regularly they're taking stuff up and putting them back. So that actually ends up leaving a really non-smooth uh, surface. So it can be a bit of a challenge to get from place to place. I think it's kind of fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's. There's, it's, it's not like, um, just going out and heading fresh asphalt every time there's a challenge to getting from sure. place to place. Um, and I, I like that my kids are learning to ride bikes. Um, and, and get through obstacles. Um, so I'm not, I've not taught them anything about like ramps or, you know, <laughs> doing the crazy stuff that I did as a kid. Um, but they are getting a good sense of like bike handling, which I think is really important. And they're learning some resilience, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so they, they can go up and down curbs and um, yeah, it's good. I like it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, well, I just maybe a way of closing. Let's, let's see. What was your worst day on the bike in Kazakhstan? Oh boy. Worst day on the bike. Ooh, wow. Trying to think if there was like a flat tire or something across town. I can't think of like a specific day. I think that that like when like the, the, the most frightening thing I've had to deal with is like when there's like 
works being done on the on a on a side you know on the the multi-use path or something like that and i'm forced to go out into traffic if you think they close if you think cars pass closely in portland or (laughs) you know even texas yeah whoo yeah oh wow like you're talking inches of of space beside you so that like that's my biggest fear is having to go out into the road it's like yeah i feel like uh i'm a big weenie when it comes to the road i'm so yeah that might be my biggest sure i don't know yeah just those experiences stack up and you're like oof um so what what about uh your best day on the bike in kazakhstan like this this could only happen here this is so unique and this is this is why i like doing this yeah so there are these like i don't know if they're trails or just paths or what but uh it's this city hardly existed 25 years ago it's um uh it was a small outpost uh, in the Soviet days, I understand, and uh, or small city, and then when um, when Kazakhstan got uh, independence from the the Soviet Union, a few years later they moved the capital here from in the south in the city Almaty, um, and the city was very small, and they just it's been a huge. I mean, look at Google pictures of Austin and Kazakhstan, and it looks like some gleaming city from the sci-fi movie, like all these wild buildings, but they're brand new. I mean, none of them is more than like 20 years old. Um, so we're, it's, we're just a stone's throw from the step. So all I have to do is, you know, ride two kilometers in any direction, basically. And I can be out and, you know, like these beautiful dirt paths through like, you know, uh, wind swept uh fields of of grass and things like that just beautiful bring coffee sit uh just a great day and i could i could do that every day if the wind doesn't kick my butt (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah very cool well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for uh, hopping over the the time zone uh, difference. I know it's it's evening for us; it's morning for you. So uh, mm. we appreciate you adjusting your day and and hanging out with us. My pleasure. How's what? how's tomorrow looking? By the way, is it is tomorrow's it, good? Yeah, I yeah. mean, a uh, little cold here, but I think you're set. All right, I think you're cool. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, good. Now, if you can tell us anything that will help us everybody. in the future, that would be great. Yeah, I, that's one of my newfound. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Skills is is is, is soothsaying. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Well, tomorrow's gonna be a good day. That I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, right do you have time to hang out? Would you like to hang out with us for our news sure. and mail? Yeah. There's That's no awesome. obligation, but I wanted to no, check no, no. And, and make sure. Don't feel like you have to go. Hey, just man, this stuff uh, is legendary. To a different thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the stuff. Fabulous. Very good. Uh, Aaron, you need a break or anything? Uh, I'm good. All right. Well, let's let's jump into it. Crack this open here. There we go. And, as always, thank you to our nationally recognized top beer bar in Oregon. The Beer Moggers. On Southeast Division and 12th. Now open Um, for more than 4,000 consecutive days. Which is a feat. That's impressive. They've been open even during the wind. Yes. And even during this pandemic. Go over there. Grab your bottles. Grab your cans. If the winds of economic change uh, have anything to say about it, this is going to be a tricky year for them, as with yeah. many small businesses yeah. that 
we all love. So uh, we do recommend that you go and uh, procure your your stuff from them if you can. And if you can't, if uh, you know, first of all, when travel becomes a thing, you can come back to Portland and uh, you can go there. And maybe we can meet you when meeting people is a thing you do again, because um, that'll be when travel is a thing you do again. Uh, but for those of you who uh, cannot patronize the beer mongers in person, one, you can buy gift cards for the beer mongers and send them directly to the Sprocket Podcast. <laughs> two, you can also patronize any local business that you love that you want to stay, uh, want to see staying in business. So, yeah, uh, cheers to them. Uh, what you got there? Hey, we That's got your... some kind of calendar. I mean, what were you drinking? Oh, that. Uh, this is just a polar. Oh, nice seltzer water, grapefruit, of course. Fabulous. Uh, polar has the. Uh, I think their flavor game. I feel like might be the best of of any of the. They've got it like, dialed like, in pretty well. Like it's not too water, flavorful Lou, grape, for a sparkling water. Always, always the top tier. But you know mm. that's that's sort of like. You know, that's the holy grail. Right. Uh, but yeah, Polar, pretty dialed in. I like it. Yeah, fabulous. And Doug, you had some coffee and some tea? I had, yeah, coffee, tea, and I've got water. So what, I, mean, you, I think I've yeah. got... Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your preferred roast for coffee, oh, not dark. for tea? I mean, go as close to burning it as possible without actually burning it. There we go. Dark. Yeah, I feel like I've been kind of spoiled by Starbucks too because I know as a coffee fan, I'm not supposed to like dark roasts, but I like dark roasts. <laughs> you can't take I it from not, me. <laughs> I've not gotten into the uh, the light, the the bright coffees. Well, the uh, thing that they say that it's got more caffeine, but I can I can yeah. drink a Rockstar Energy beverage for more caffeine. Like I, <laughs> you just I drink, drink I drink more coffee, coffee for the flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I would drink espresso all day long, but I get jittery. Well, that's right. how you know it's working. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I started thinking I was having major anxiety problems when I was traveling recently, but it, it turned out that I had switched to espresso. <laughs> like six espressos in the morning. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so that'll do it. So yeah. I'm sorry, Aaron, I cut you off. No, you said okay. you had you had a thing. Uh, I guess we got some calendar, right? Yeah. All right. As it were. Right. And while we are pausing on our calendar, uh, there is one event I would like to kind of uh, promote here. Uh, Gladys Bikes is doing a live stream basic maintenance course featuring Cassandra and her partner Sydney and housemate slash best friend Mateo in which they plan on overloading viewers and participants with compliments and helpful tips. Overloading with compliments? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> so get on that Zoom stream when you when they make that information public. Uh, yeah, so they're in a those three are in a germ pod together, so they can kind of hang out and uh, do bike maintenance in this one spot, and they're gonna zoom it out for everybody. Uh, if you have some basic bike bike maintenance questions, uh, you can email Cassie at gladdisbikes.com for those questions. For when they do that, I believe oh, I didn't have the date. Uh, hang on, just a second here. We got to invite Cassie back on the show because uh, she was the last in-person guest we ever had on the Sprocket Podcast before right. uh, before we started uh, doing remote stuff. 
It might be Chris Smith. Don't contradict me. <laughs> okay, I won't contradict <laughs> Well, no, You might be right. I forget. Well, no, you might be right in that Chris Smith is the last one we got a picture with, and you know I'm oh. notoriously t- terrible at getting pictures of our no, guests. No, I mean, hey, hey, let's get a picture. Who's not, right? <laughs> one, two, Oh, three. speaking of. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Sweet. Sorry. I was no, looking up a date all. here. We're arguing December, about who was right. December 22nd, that is a Tuesday, <laughs> is when they plan on doing that live stream. Um, but keep checking over at GladysBikes.com or their Instagram for more updates on that. Very good. Uh, yeah, I'll send her an email. See if we can uh, oh, yeah, wrangle up cool. another <clears throat> another another interview because it's been a while for Gladys Bikes uh, since this whole thing started. Uh, and I'm glad that they're doing a kind of a, a support for for people who need skills. And you know, it's not there's not there's no shame in saying I need to know how to do this because. True. A lot of things you need to, you won't know unless somebody tells you how to do it. So, while we're on the subject of Gladys bikes, um, yes, it is worth noting. I was a participant of their saddle library. That's still going. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and that's cool. And I finally decided on a saddle. Uh, I was really close to purchasing the Ergon uh, yeah. brand saddle, um, <laughs> which Ergon I know them from like uh their grips yeah yeah love their grips uh pugsley has them my brompton has them cool uh, so i was really gonna really excited about that saddle uh but i didn't end up with that i ended up with a terry saddle yeah that's looking good if you can see that there that is the yeah. terry raven and i'm gonna try to see if i can get like on top of yeah, it, it's like you you took advantage of a uh, a dating service, right? Like a, yeah. a personal's ad service oh, yeah. for your posterior. Yeah, yeah. nice. It's, it's really nice. Um, it's a synthetic. It's not leather. Yeah. Um, so it's vegan. Yeah, that's cool. So so with the saddle library, that's such a cool idea. But I've wondered like, if you're if you're using something like a Brooks, like those break in. Right. So that's the question. How does that affect you? Wonder. Your- and I don't know the answer to that question, Aaron. Do you? Um, I can make one up. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> My guess is you, you know you use the demo one until it until it's worn, just with okay. the with the notion of like this gives you an idea of what that's going to be like. Uh, I and have. And you can demoed, buy the used version as refurbished eventually. Yeah, I don't think you can mm. buy the used one at least not while you're demoing it. Right. Um, I've. You know, she's probably going to get on and totally contradict me now. Uh, Bring it on. Back in the early days of the Saddle Library, I've used um, the Brooks and I believe Rivet is another leather mm. one. And yeah. those were still fairly new. So maybe mm-hmm. they just, you know, use a, a new one. And then, you know, if you, that's the one you like, and that's the one that's yours. Yeah. And I don't want to speak ill of their financial situation. <clears throat> it just seems like it would be difficult to get both a shelf model or a library model and like one in stock for the yeah. person like like two of each at this point certainly yeah because everybody's out of bike stuff yeah uh, but then I I, the question like. was specifically yeah. the leather saddle and so we don't yeah. know if like yeah, it, and, and how much does the leather saddle break in or, or not like when you're trying it out for a week when I don't you're know. just demoing no, it for a week i can't imagine yeah yeah um hey another thing on the calendar yes um, 
We are pausing the calendar, as we've said, till things are a bit safer. And we don't have any mail this week. Uh, wait, is that is that true? That may not be true. That's copy from last week. But we've got something fun. With the pandemic and lack of social outings, winter is looking a bit bleak. So we are asking listeners to decorate your bikes with any extra fun lights. Take a photo and share it with us on any of our social media. That's Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what's the other one? MySpace? Yeah. And Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, MySpace. But, yeah. It's still <laughs> there. I mean, you, you can still do it. <laughs> Are there hashtags oh, on MySpace shoot. now? We better we better hurry up and get a MySpace site before someone else gets it for us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, put it up there with the hashtag Sprocket Winter Bike. Bring a bit of cheer to our days without much daylight. Yeah. All right. Hey, we've got so now, now that we're done, oh you know and just while we're talking about calendar, oh, yes. um, I I have not had any alcohol for a year. Uh, it was a planned right thing. On. My plan is to have my first drink of 2021 after midnight on New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. So if anybody wants to join me for that, uh, it's uh, it's I'm doing it with Zoom, and uh, you can be there, and I'm gonna <laughs> sing a couple of songs and uh, tip it on back. Zoom so, your drinks. Yeah. So, and you don't have to drink to be there. You could like anybody can join me. Um, right and then we're going to give co- uh, toasts. It'll be uh, three sentence toasts, uh, and as many as people have time for. So, um, yeah. So if I'm not going to put the uh, Zoom info on the internet because you know how that goes. So uh, send an email to the Podcast at gmail dot com if you want to come and join. Um. Hey, there's a piece of news in hey. our in our news feed. Should we should we talk about it? Let's do it. All right. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as we can into the morning light. Pedal just as fast as we can into the daylight. Pedal just as fast All right. as we can into the nightlight. From the Seattle Times... Tire dust, killing coho salmon, returning to the Puget Sound, new research shows. Oof. Yeah. So it's bad news. It's bad news. Okay. I mean, it's bad news in the fact that this is bad, but now we know what's killing the salmon. For a long time, it was a mystery. Um, Okay. All right. Is there any way we could stop that? It seems like tire dust is inevitable. Uh, It does seem like tire dust... Well, I wouldn't say it's inevitable. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that because tire dust is not inevitable. You see how you I played just, the devil's advocate yeah, there. Th- thank you. <laughs> Why would you advocate for the devil anyway? <laughs> uh, yeah, because one just, has sympathy. Just for drive it. less. There, there's my. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so if you don't drive, oh, less right. dust, <laughs> safer salmon. It's weird, uh, right? But it's it's a thing you can do. Yeah, but how would so, you get from place to place if you didn't drive? Dr- wait, I know. <laughs> if you don't drive, I know. It's, you it's can't staggering. Get from home to like this, but I don't, I'm I'm sort of stumped here. Right, you know, well, there I, was there was a time in human history where we did not have cars. Really, yes. and we had more salmon, and we we had more salmon. Yes, yeah, well, less less to you know, eat. You, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. You could as even well. ride a bike, though. You know, that's true. Well. So there's because one it's thing. It's really interesting because you can do the biking, and if there's not cars on the road, then like, imagine the space that you would have for biking. Right. So, whoa, there's, there's this chemical they found specifically. Uh, 
that is made to make tires last longer and that's what's running off into into the water and uh it's six ppd quinone yes well that's what it ends up becoming once it it, it mixes with the the water with the runoff mm. okay uh, and that's what's killing these salmon mm. so conceivably it may be in your bike tire and as you ride mm. you're probably leaving some dust I would counter one, maybe not, and you could probably pressure your bike tire manufacturer not to use that. Um, Because okay, so maybe not, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say why because your bike tire is not subjected to the amount of wear that a a car tire would. Most Uh, times, you're traveling shorter distances. It's it's less um, less weight. What would you call it? Less, less weight, less resistance, yeah. less abrasion. Uh, two, much in the same reason why I will push back against any kind of like uh, taxing or licensing on bikes or or bike paths. Um, in that, you know, well they they wear down the road. You know, with that that kind of sentiment is the wear <laughs> on infrastructure that a bike has is so much less than what a car would be. Uh, so much. Yeah. That Isn't it nice to get those checks from the government about, you know, since we don't drive? <laughs> right. I really enjoy those. <laughs> I'm still waiting on mine. Yeah, I was really pissed when they stopped that. You know? <laughs> Man. It is it is somewhat irksome to me that uh you used to be able I don't know if you still can, but you used to be able to subsidize like your hybrid vehicle um on your taxes? Yeah, on your on your taxes. Right, uh, right. Whereas, like, not having a vehicle, not subsidized. Well, that's yeah. back when, like, only one person in your entire town had one. Ah, yes. Well, that's because the people at the IRS don't realize that, that a bike can be anything but a sporting good object. <laughs> right, yes. right, right. And while we are sporting on our bikes... Uh, and it's we're, good. we're not... Yeah, it, it, it is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's also... Uh, it's a goddamn expense, man. It's what I use to get around sometimes. Yeah. I more so now than before. I think I've finally gotten in the groove of like going to the store on my bike. Oh, yeah. uh, especially with my new cargo bike. Thanks yeah. again, EJ. Um I got seventy what, ninety one dollars worth of groceries uh into that cargo bike bed and rode it home the other day. It was great. Don't you just I'm a big feel fan. like like you've you've accomplished a life goal when yes. you've gotten a full load of groceries? And then you come back and you load it onto your bike while watching everybody, you know, with the cart trying to load it yep. into their trunks. Yep. With their chemicals slopping off of their tires. Yes. Yeah. It is so satisfying. That being said, I also own a car and sometimes the chemicals slough off of my tires. So I can't, I can't cast stones other than my house is already falling apart. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. As far as I can tell, we don't have any mail. I, All right. I did not see any in our feed today sounds good do you but, have that mail sounder from joan but we got mail. i'm just gonna do that anyways hey, we got mail. right on <laughs> is that you <laughs> that that was me a long gonna, time ago yeah 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 i kind of i have to remember that from years ago <laughs> yeah you were probably there for the creation of it i'm sure possibly yeah, yeah. somewhere deep in a hole yep <laughs> south texas uh, I think that brings us to the end. 
It does. We uh, are now yeah. at the end of all things. Um, <clears throat> well, it's been nice knowing you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've had, I've lived a good life. <laughs> Doug, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to share? No, this has been great. Thank you guys for Fabulous. having me. Fabulous. Oh, well, thank you for coming in. And I mean, uh, presuming that you have the inclination or the opportunity again, uh, you'd be welcome to join us some other time. More than happy. Yeah. Fabulous. Ever you need the Central Asian perspective uh, for sure yeah well and if or you can just if even you, the like the traveling perspective too we oh yeah we today. didn't even talk about like because you've done well some global traveling yeah yeah, yeah. we've but, around quite a bit unfortunately not as much with my bike as i would have liked i got uh, a nice case for my bike thinking i'm gonna bring it with me everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah two kids man it, 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 I, I just can't bring the bike and the kids, you yes. know, so I have to, I have to make a choice. It's hard right. to explain to the fam- kid why like you didn't pack as, their suitcase because right, brought right, the bike right, case. Right. as a family, we've decided to bring everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's even harder to explain to your kid why you're oiling their chain. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. No snacks today. <laughs> this is the day we reduce the bearing. <laughs> uh, let's do another one sometime. Indeed. All right. Uh, Aaron, you, uh, who, who starts? I, I don't remember. It looks like you're Armando and I'm Joan, right? Sure. Okay. So that means you start. Okay. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at home. At home. Until public health is no longer at risk. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagram at sprocketpodcast. And hashtag sprocketwinterbike. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hurtbird for our... Wait. Wait. Uh, no. <laughs> Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurtbird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Todd Parker, Chris Smith, Caleb Jacobson. J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe. Rich Outerstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. Anna, he's home already. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Rory in Michigan, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, EJ Finner, and thanks again for the bike. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grosbeck, soon to be a guest on the show in just two weeks. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris, Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Pace, Gregory Braithwaite. Soon to be a guest next week. Oh, awesome. Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, who is a co-host. Someday, so could you. Matthew Rooks. Kaka. Marshall, Paula Funitake, Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartandale, no relation. Mr. T, who never really left, Bike Initiative, Keweenaw, Sarah G. Adam D, Go Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M, David Christensen, 503. Byron Patterson, Kirsten Graham, Aaron G, Rachel Moline. And welcome back to our newest and returning donor, Jimmy Diesel. Jimmy Diesel. 
and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, wash your damn hands. And wear your damn mask as I pound my table when I say that. That's right. I want more Aaron rant. We didn't have enough Aaron rant in this episode. <laughs> I was actually like half like tempted to write some sort of rant in. I was like, nah, you I kind you of feel like I didn't get the full experience. Actually. I know. I know. Well, we we'll just have to do it later. We we'll have to bring you back and do another one with a rant. With a rant? A rant you know and drums. really grinds my gears? Vitamin D. Yeah, right? <laughs> have you found a, a nice source of that? <laughs> That in no way we can receive affiliate payments from? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> oh, I did think of something, though. Uh, Doug, while I have you on, I'm hmm. going to try to... Should not, we kill the music? Not, oh. See, I don't hear it. <laughs> I, I know. I know you don't. It adds I a little je ne sais quoi to the conversation, though. <laughs> Oh, we're moving. We're going places. Nice. Look at that. Can't quite hear you, Aaron, if you're actually talking, but... It's real pretty. Yeah, well, I want to know about the shifters. So, I've had a shifter debacle on on my lady's Terry bicycle. I can't really get the camera to see it. Okay, there's a light mount right there. Oh, is that the one I sent you guys? Yeah, it's the one, the one you built. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted, cool. I wanted to say thank you for making that and thank you for sending yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. And that's it, awesome. It fits so that's well with cool. hers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my 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 twin brother lives in in Bloomington, Indiana, which is actually kind of a cool biking town. Um, but he uh, he he and I rode bikes as kids everywhere and all the time, and that was like our our life. Um, but he and I both kind of got into biking again as adults at, at about the same time. Um, I would like to say that I did it first. <laughs> of course, you did. <laughs> who came Who came out of the womb first? Was it you? Him. Ah, oh, okay, so this right. is payback. You got the bike first. Exactly. Yep. 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 Um, but he's like. He, 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 this summer, he like, he made buco bucks, uh, buying and refurbishing bikes in his basement. Um, but he and I built a bunch of those a couple of years ago. And so that was, that was a cool, a cool project. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Um, uh, that's a chain ring that you guys chopped up mm-hmm. and then turned into light mounts. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to do it with chain rings, but we just pulled a cassette apart. And that's like the biggest, oh, the okay. biggest two or three, uh, from like some cheapo, like I think we pulled it off of a like a, I don't know, an old yeah, an old Walmart one that didn't deserve to live. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't. It, it had no it had no future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but awesome. yeah, the one thing that's really peculiar out here is that like bike parts are really hard to procure. There's a handful oh. of bike shops, but they specialize in like ultra high end stuff because that's so there's there's two types of cycling there's either like like in the states where you get like the 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 people who can't afford a car who ride a bike um and there's like the really high end sporting dogs it's right. either like sport or circumstance yeah. Yeah. yeah so so the bike shops here like they don't carry parts 
I don't know how people get their bikes fixed, but I'm always like, <laughs> hey, can you get me a pair of micro shift? And they're like, no, we don't even know what you're talking about. We, we <laughs> right. And then I'll ask for something normal, like, oh, do you have new Shimano shifters? We don't carry parts. No, I have, have a new bicycle if you want that. How do you not carry parts? When you're done with your bicycle, yeah. it doesn't work anymore. You get a new one. Yeah. And it took me two or three years before I even found a bike shop here. So, like, I mean, I do all my work, my own work, which is, I mean, yeah. what you do. Do you so, have to mail order some stuff I was going to say, you do it? a lot of mail orders? Well, I, normally I wait until I go back to the States because ah. we go back twice a year usually. This year we haven't been back. And but, you bring it all in your carry-on, right? Yeah. No, not check. Because I don't really want metal stuff showing up at the security. What in hell is that? No, I swear exactly. those are shifters. Man. These are not throwing stars. I've had I've had to explain away my uh, multi tool to a security officer once. Yeah. Oh, I was flying through Chicago last year, and um, and it was an international flight. Landed in Chicago, and we're, I was going to transfer to somewhere else. So, in order to do that, I had to like leave the security zone, recheck my oh, bags. No. Yeah, and go back through. So I'm standing in security, and I'm I'm like the next next person to put my stuff on the belt. And there's this um, uh, this advertisement in the bottom and on the side of the, uh, the bottom of each of the trays and on the side of the 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 security belt for socks. The brand is B O M B A. Oh, Bombus. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say Bombus. that. That's security. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> At that point, you don't care if they donate a pair of socks for every pair you buy. Yeah. For every sock you buy, you one person gets pulled over in the TSA line. <laughs> <laughs> Boba socks. I don't even know how it's pronounced, but I'm not even going to try, man. <laughs> I think it is Bombus, isn't it? Oh, is it? I, I think that's the brand. Oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, because it looks like it, quite hear the whole word. Exactly, that's the problem. That's the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I ran into. Oh, I think that was actually the same trip. No shit, I ran into Gary Fisher. No way, the Gary in Fisher. Airport. Wow. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going down this. I'm going down this escalator, and up ahead, I see this dude in a pinstripe suit with a fedora. And I'm like, it's Gary Fisher. How the hell do I know that? Instagram, I guess. But like, I'm like, that's Gary Fisher. And he's like, I don't know. D- d- three car lengths in front of me. I don't know right. why I'm using car lengths. Just because yes. he's a different it's a standard scale. unit of measurement. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, that's Gary Fisher. I'm going down the escalator. He gets to the bottom. That's Gary Fisher. And my mom is sick. She's going into hospice care. And I'm going... I'm, I'm running like hell to make this international connection to get to, you know, see my mom. And uh, there's Gary Fisher. I have no time. I have like literally five minutes to get to, my, get to my connection. And he's on the moving sidewalk in front of me and I'm running because I got to get this flight. <laughs> and he gets to the end of the, the uh, moving sidewalk and goes up the escalator. I can't run up past people. So I'm just standing there squirming going, oh God, I got to get to my flight. And there's Gary Fisher. And we get to the top and I go, this is never going to happen again in my life. Gary. I'm going to run and I'm going to run faster. And I go, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) And he stops. I go, Gary. I have all your albums. 
I go, hey, uh, hey, man, I, I, a big fan. I, I love riding bikes. Uh, hey, can I get a selfie with you? So I got a selfie with Gary. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then I made the flight. I was literally the last person on the flight. They closed the doors behind me, and I got wow. a selfie. So it was like a very, I mean, I'm never going to forget that, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, so. that's amazing. Uh, one, can we share that story? Absolutely. Yeah. Two, can we share the picture? Yeah. It's on, um, it's on my Instagram. I'll, I'll Sweet. You guys All right. Yeah. That, that'd be rad. Yeah. Thank you. And I can send, if you want the picture of my bike and the, 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 the crazy snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Anything yeah, illustrative. I, yes. Illustrative. Yes. Illustrative. I love that word. <laughs> 